As promised, we have one of the most famous voices on our radio with us tonight, uh, looking back on fella, Ian Dempsey. Oh, so I was looking around yes, there to find out who it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, as if. Uh, how are you doing, Tom? I'm you very are? well very indeed, good. Ian. Thanks I very much for joining I was there the first us. year. You were there the first year. We didn't bump into each other, though, did we? Uh, we may have, but we may know. not have recognised each other. What's because your memory was, like? My memory, it's all uh, all of them. Like, I mean, I know when it came to about 1995, I didn't go to Cork or something like that. It was it was different. It wasn't really fail anymore. And 96 was in Dublin, I think. Yeah. They just kind of jemmied it together. But uh, the, the early years, they kind of all merge into one, to be honest with you. And uh, But I do remember the first one and just the idea of, this is good. This is this is going to happen. And Michael Lowry standing up on the stage and there was almost a raffle and there was almost the bishop coming on at the end. And, uh, you know, it was but it was magical and it felt like, God, we've got our own festival now in this country you know it's great you know one of the memories I have which seems strange is that you guys that, and you were the 2FM team yeah. which was Ireland's only music station that's right yes. you had a clear run at it yeah. nobody yeah. taking you on how things have changed eh? none of that today FM nonsense no, taking no, you on messing at all. no, no way no. you guys were the stars that was the thing was <laughs> like, we got to meet you or we got to meet Ray or we got Ray. to meet Tony Fenton yeah I know Tony and it was like it was myself Tony wow. and Mike Maloney as well um we had been employed by MCD and at one stage, I'm not sure whether it was the first year, but I think it was the the second or third year, they actually put a bodyguard onto us. Not No, not because people were coming up to us, to actually keep us there because we were going off to the bars and we weren't, <laughs> we had to come back and introduce all the band and say, no, oh, here's the Pogues. But we were actually going missing. So they actually put somebody on us so we couldn't get lost. So See, that speak, was part you know? of the magic. Yeah. We, were, we were dropped into that. We had our own dressing room yeah. and you came out of it. Well, first yeah. there was the thing I remember, Van making us leave our dressing rooms. Oh, really? When Van came backstage, the dressing yeah. room area had to be deserted. Oh, you weren't allowed he wanted to be in alone. His eye. Yeah. You weren't allowed to catch Van's eye. My God. And now I understand why. I've why? seen lots of interviews with him since. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. He go the first year. I think he went the second year he as did. well. Yeah. So he obviously liked the vibe. He did. And he liked the space he got with the empty dressing well, room. Just he himself. thought it was a deserted town backstage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we came out, we saw him and then we would see you guys and you'd, yeah. you'd have this nervousness of go up and talk to him. Yeah. You know, go up and talk to Mike Maloney. Right. Pretend yeah. you know him. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't obviously because well we'd been on a show yeah. but this felt different this yeah. felt informal right. you know, this yeah. had all been yeah. kind of you're invited uh-huh. into an interview and talk about an album or something but this was yeah. acting like mates yeah. it was <laughs> amazing the yeah. exciting amazing. yeah and I mean the other thing I remember about it was the um, the it was, it was the first time I saw screens being used very effectively, video screens. And it wasn't just for the bands, but they put up messages all the time. And like, for example, one of them was, Peg Sayers is a bitch. And that kept coming up. And every time he came up, the crowd went absolutely mad, you know, because the time of the year was on, it was after exams and all. And uh, it just it was just black screen and then just, Peg Sayers is a bitch. And it was brilliant, like, you know. <laughs> that, that was kind of the rebelliousness. That was a bit of, I think, looking back, and it is yeah. looking back now, that you got that sense of Ireland was changing. Yes, maybe. Maybe that, because I'm always trying to trace back to what was it that made Ireland change to what it is. Now, maybe it would have evolved anyway. I used to think it might have been river dance that kind of made, the, you know, there was a kind of a sexiness brought into Irish dancing and that changed everything. But that this is going back even further to yeah, 1990. Is, for me, it was, it's yeah. 1990. Yeah. That. I, I yeah. really feel, we weren't aware of it at the time. Yeah. But when you look back, Italia 90. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what there was great liberation there. Was. Yeah. And then this was on as well. Yeah, and yeah. this was the all Irish bands. Yeah. What, yeah. What, did, what did you make of the fact that it was so many Irish bands? Well, Meatloaf was there. 
big country was there. I mean, come on, Tom. I was in Me Love's <laughs> Band once. That's no, but story. yeah, No Sweat were big. Yeah. And No Sweat were famously, I mean, they were a great band. They did their thing. But they were really the kind of the prototype for Boyzone, the whole idea. They were trying to get the template ready for the touring around all the countries and going to all the supermarkets yeah. and so on, you know. But they were great and they had a number one number song. Number one singer. Heart and, Heart and Soul, yeah, I think it was called. by Joe Elliott. Joe, yes, exactly. Yes. Joe was very much involved in the whole thing. But um, yeah, I mean, like, the, you know, there were a lot of Irish bands and, you know, I was just wondering, Hot House Flowers came on 